0: hello good morning good afternoon or good evening however you find us on this glorious day I hope we find you well so 2015 has ended And we step into the futuristic future that is 2016. Last podcast, we decided unanimously that Fallout 4 earned Game of the Year. What a fantastic game.
1: Yes, it is a fantastic game.
0: Thank you very much. But that is so last year. This week, we are presented by The Future. And The Future is virtual reality. It's like reality, but virtual. As usual, I'm joined by Gareth Williams, the hairy creature from Oop North. How has your week been, mate?
1: Uh it's been fine.
0: Come on, be honest.
1: Be honest? Well
0: Yeah.
1: If I be honest, then it's been uh it's been good. Yeah. Instead of fine. Sorry I I lied to you.
0: I miss your stories of when you used to go out into public.
1: Yeah, there's not been much call for that recently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no well there you go gareth uh i've I've had a pretty lovely week this week yeah uh just you know nothing is has happened of any sort of value or use to anyone, but um, I have got into hot wheels with my son,
1: cool, my nephew <clears throat> fucking loves hot wheels,
0: I know they're amazing, and I didn't they're sort of the sort of thing when you get older you don't really take much notice of, but if you have a son, Gareth, it's like suddenly hot wheels becomes incredible and they're quite inexpensive for what they are yeah uh when you consider a single hot wheels car it costs about one pound fifty and when you judge that by inflation you know you can't even buy a packet of crisps for that these days
1: can't rise a single spoon for that
0: exactly that's what i'm saying and i just think they're amazing and we've been having such fun with them um it's another 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 way of gaming isn't it really at the end of the day
1: it's like gaming but in your brain instead of on a, a console.
0: Kind of like virtual reality, it's there in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, actually communicating with each other and working together to play rather than sitting there with those stupid little headsets that you're ordering, Gareth.
1: I'm not ordering it, mate, I'm not.
0: I bet you've ordered about four.
1: <laughs> I know. I have a friend who's ordered one.
0: Yeah, I bet you have. Uh, But he's your virtual reality friend, because as we know, they don't exist. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us this week is Don Goss. Well, I say he's joining us, but in the same sense as any number of collectible audio documents scattered lazily throughout most games that explain the story with its exposition. But before we start the podcast, we must let you know that the great lengths we have gone to in order to secure this week's hot Goss Ip Don cannot be here in person to deliver it, so it is pre-recorded. Now, that in itself doesn't seem such a big deal to you, but when you realise that the hot gossip being released even five minutes early could have a knock-on effect to the rest of the industry, the likes of which we haven't seen since the great video game industry collapse. The gossip has been sealed away in a vault deep within Manchester, and now Gareth holds it in his hands. So Gareth... Please do the honour. <clears throat> I'm going
1: to press play. You ready?
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: So, uh, it's my favourite bit of the show. There he is. I love fart I love gossip. Yeah. Everyone loves fart gossip, don't they, Gary? It's,
1: it's the reason this podcast still exists.
2: Probably is, because, I mean, my uh, gossip has come true on pff, at least 90% of the occasions. So, I'm probably the most successful analyst in the country, but because I don't call myself an analyst, mm. um, I don't get recognised for my good work. It's a That's shame. a shame. I can make a fortune.
1: You could could be on, like, six figures by now.
2: And the rest? Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, ten figures. (laughs) Oh, that includes the .00 pence at the end. (laughs) Of course it does, of course. Well, hot gossip this week. Ah, fantastic. So, you may have heard and seen that a certain young man has become re-employed recently. Uh, by the name of Hideo Kojima. We may have mentioned him before. Yeah, I've I've mentioned him once or twice before in this section. He's he's quite prolific in the gossip arena. There's a lot of chatter around him, so he appears in here quite a lot. I can't help that. It's just, it's what's on the grapevine. That's that's what's gonna happen.
1: Exactly. It's like, you know, these gossip magazines, like, you can't help that Justin Bieber slaps a five-year-old. You have to <laughs> report on it.
2: Exactly. It's not my. I don't make the news. I simply report on it. Exactly. That's all that can happen. So there's a lot of speculation as to what his first game might be. People are talking about it being some kind of different version of PT and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's been a huge uh, hint dropped already. And, and that's in the form of the new Kajima Productions logo. Okay. Now, we've seen this, haven't we, Gareth? And do you remember what it looks like?
1: You know, I have seen this, Don, and I'll be honest. Yep. I I don't see anything weird hidden in there. Is it just my untrained eye?
2: It's your untrained eye, guys. Because oh. there's a massive clue as to what his project is going to be. Oh my god! You, uh, as as you can know, if look at it, and you see it's a skull inside suit of armor. Yeah. Now, if you know your PlayStation history, that's the biggest clue ever. So I'm going to reveal right now the first game Kojima's working on. Is a remake, Glorious HD, of PlayStation One Classic Medieval.
1: That game that was on every single demo disc everyone ever owned.
2: Yes. That wow. exact one. Skeleton in a suit of armour. It's it's so obvious it's staring at everyone so blatantly in the face that you just didn't see it. Now
1: that You're you mention welcome. it, I see it.
2: Yeah, exactly. See it just it just takes some it takes my my little gossip tree to point these things out sometimes
1: gossip
2: tree yeah it's a tree of gossip it's got roots and then I'm in I I suck the water of gossip out from the ground put it through up through the the trunk (laughs) which is my brain and uh, then I filter out into the world which are the leaves and the little twigs um, the actual gossip itself
1: wow there's some kind of uh, reference to a grapevine you could have made there
2: I could have, but that's not what this is. It's a tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tree, I've got a gossip tree. I don't use no grapevine. That's just rumour and speculate. This is proper actual insider gossip. Medieval. Yep, medieval. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Why? You... With what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. When he announces it, it's everyone's gonna. It's I don't know. I don't know how people are gonna react. What's gonna people be? People are
1: gonna so. go. I already know about that because I listen to the Game Central podcast.
2: Exactly correct. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. And What's you are all? Well. Heard it here <laughs> first.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks, Dom.
2: <Del>. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Here we are, we're on to the news, Gareth. And the news that's been dominating uh, the headlines of gaming this week is the Oculus Rift VR price has been revealed. And, Gareth, how much is it?
1: It's $600. Or, to put that another way,
0: that's about £150 in British sterling.
1: Y- y- maybe. But they're yes. charging 500 quid.
0: That's. Whoa! Yep. That's a lot of money, isn't it, Gareth?
1: That's a lot of money, and it. When I first heard the figure, I thought it was like fake, so I went and checked yeah. it myself. Uh, and as soon as I heard five hundred quid, I said, "Well, VR is not a thing for 2016."
0: Then, no, that's that's not a uh, entry level uh, price, is it? I no. mean, um, it's hard, really, because what is the price of anything now? And you'll say that because you'll be like, "Rob, you're talking absolute crap." But let me give you a scenario. Okay. <laughs> My girlfriend, I bought her the... Uh, well, I say fiancé. Uh, I bought her the Only Fools and Horses complete collection. Okay. Now, the Only Fools and Horses was a um, TV series filmed in South East London, so you may not understand it, Gareth.
1: I've, I've seen it. I, I get the gist.
0: Okay. Um, and basically, she said, There's nothing to watch it on upstairs. Do you mind if I take the PlayStation 4 upstairs? And I was like, okay, that's not a problem. So she took it upstairs, watched Only Falls and Horses. Then I wanted to play the PlayStation 4, so I brought it back down the stairs. And I thought, Becky, we can't keep doing this because something's going to come loose soon. <laughs> uh, so we were in Tesco's and we went to buy a DVD player, and there was one that was £15. Pounds. That's and she said, cheap. I'm not paying fifteen pounds for a DVD player. Oh. As in it was too expensive. And I said to her, Me and my father, I remember clear as day, went into Curry's, uh in Cholton, South East London, and that man, my my I was gonna say husband, my father <laughs> paid two hundred and ninety nine pounds for one oh. of the first DVD players. Gareth. He got a good deal because it was also thrown in with The Matrix. (laughs) No, The Matrix was thrown in with a DVD player. Not the other way around.
1: Matrix is a good film.
0: The Matrix is a fantastic film. And at the time, it absolutely ripped our eyelids away from our skulls. And i tell you what, Gareth. My dad was so possessive of that DVD player, he wouldn't let me change the DVDs.
1: I'm not fucking surprised for 300
0: minutes. I know, and it was... DVDs were about £25 back then. Pissing out. But what we're looking at now is that things are ra- rapidly lose their price. So when something comes out, even if it is new technology and it's priced above what people think, I'll get this sentence out in a minute, <laughs> um, but, you know, technic- technology is only worth as much as people are prepared to pay. And £600 for something that you don't have any concept of, is a hard sell. They have to get it out there. They have to show people. Because when I first saw my first HD TV, uh, it was hung up in Curry's again. Yeah. Um, I, I I see a lot of technology there for the first time, and I thought to myself, wow. You know, it was like two thousand pounds. It was fifty inch. They had a Blu-ray player with it. Um, it was playing Disney's Cars, and I was absolutely blown away by the clarity of the picture. It was there, it was demonstrated in front of me. And such a luxury price point, Gareth, I thought, I'm never going to tr- achieve this. Mm-hmm. But now we take it for granted, because it's just something we have by default now, mostly. A blue, we watch Blu-rays on our HD TVs that are 50 inches. So, yeah. I mean, when you walk past, and you know you look in people's windows, um, and you see <laughs> yes, that they, yeah, they live in like a box, but they've got like a 70-inch TV bracketed to the walls and it's about five inches away from their face. <laughs> Everyone feels that they should have the 70-inch TV now, that they are entitled to it. So when new technology comes along, which no one knows about, it's what they feel they're getting their money's worth. And I haven't experienced virtuality before, but I do know a little ball bloke that has, and he said it just made him feel ill.
1: He did say that, which is it's a problem. It's, it's not... Universal. Everybody who tries it instantly loves it. I do. Yeah. I th- I think
0: it. A bit like anal.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, given or receiving?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know really. I I mean I have given, but okay. I haven't received. So oh, it's a shame. Uh,
1: yeah. The night is still young, mate.
0: <laughs> the night is still young, but I don't. I think three and a half years into our relationship now, I think that sort of experimentation has died. You know what it's like. Sure do. You know what you're getting. You're getting into a
1: relationship, she won't do you up the (laughs) (laughs) ass.
0: Move back to virtual reality because this is somewhere (laughs) we can reenact. But the thing is, if someone said to me like what Donna's done, do you want to get in a spaceship? No. (laughs) Do you want to ride on a roller coaster in virtual reality? No. Do you want to be having sex with Jennifer Aniston in the barn? Yes, I do. (laughs) Here's £600. <laughs> you know, porn sells anything.
1: That is true. <clears throat> and that's something the uh, PC version of uh, virtual reality will have. But I yeah, think, I- like, so this is 500 quid. On top of that, you need a good PC. We're talking, like, at least a grand spent on a good PC.
0: Yeah, this is before you even think about it.
1: Yeah, so what I think could happen, if you already have a PS4, Sony's got their their virtual reality coming out at some point, right? Yeah. Sony could just massively lowball Oculus. Say, like, I think they'd make a massive loss on it, but they're on such a, like, wank-off all our Sony gamers anyway that they might do it. If it's, like, yeah. 250 quid for their virtual reality, yeah. they could make a fucking killing. It'd, they be could, cheaper. It'd be cheaper to buy a PS4 and the virtual reality at that price than to yeah. just buy it, even if you had a good PC, to just buy the Rift.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if it's comparable... Which, by all
1: accounts, it is, from what yeah, i Yeah,
0: then, you know, Sony could... People could look at Oculus Rift when it's being demoed and think to themselves, that's good, but I'll probably wait until the Sony one's out.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I, I think Oculus is a really, really, really good product. Thank you. But not for 500 quid. I and mean, I'm sure, like you said, with the TVs and stuff, the price will go down. There's yeah. no doubt virtual reality two years from now will be like within
0: smaller grasp. better yeah exactly. easier to manage you know it's just that's but what it's
1: all about Oculus were citing before they announced this price uh, a ballpark range of like $300 three hundred and fifty. Is
0: rude isn't it
1: yeah it's like half what they actually are selling it for so mm. I think they've massively shot themselves in the foot maybe put virtual reality back a few years because this yeah. was going to be the year 2016 was going to be the year Now, unless Sony come out with some crazy shit, I think it's maybe been put back a few (coughs) years.
0: Well, you know, Sony, like you say, they could could shit on the parade because Oculus is made by a third party to use on a PC, so they won't be seeing any profit from games or anything like that that are sold for it, unless I'm wrong.
1: That's true. true.
0: So they're not going to make back any money that they may lose from sending it at a low price point. But where Sony can do that, because they use it with their console, and they'll also be licensing and be developing their own software for use with it, they'll see the profits come back from their games as well as the headset.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: So, a gutted Oculus. (laughs) You're already outdated. Yeah. Uh, Steam back online after some major insecurity issues. Tell us about this, Gareth. Was it Lizard Squad or Anonymous?
1: It was neither.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: It happened on Christmas Day, of all days, and basically what would happen is, you would go onto Steam, and it would have you logged into somebody else's account.
0: That's nice. Um, So you'd have all their games?
1: No, because it was only temporary. Um, It was only on certain pages, like the profile page and stuff. But what it meant was, you could view all the information anybody had put on their Steam account, like... Delivery addresses, personal information, like credit <laughs> card numbers. Yeah. Um, and it could just happen if you were on Steam, on the Steam website. Apparently it was a caching issue, which I'm not 100% sure yeah. what that even means. But the basics of it is, if you were on Steam on Christmas Day, there was a chance you were just logged into someone else's account for a while.
0: Which sounds really nice to me. You know, people putting a negative spin on it. But, you know, why not swap accounts for a day? Go and try someone else's games library. Let them have yours, you know. It's good. Good cross-promotional.
1: Yeah, sure, that's what they intended.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Tis the season to be jolly. Yeah, I'm not going
1: okay? to sing.
0: No, I've never heard you sing. I bet you sing like an angel with I the used face to. of a beast.
1: When... <laughs> 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 when I was younger, I had a beautiful choir voice brilliant and then the old testes decided to decline and,
0: uh, oh yeah none of that anymore No, don't worry about it mate it's going to be okay maybe they'll descend back up into your groin
1: fingers crossed uh,
0: Psychonauts 2 definitely coming uh, thanks to crowdfunding now I'm the sort of person that won't get behind crowdfunding or get be interested in it I'm the kind of person that lays back and allows others to do it for me um, and Psychonauts was a game that I actually absolutely loved. Don't get me wrong, if it was to come out on the shelves, I would buy it instantly mm-hmm. at um, a price point of thirty-four ninety-nine. Um The first game, you probably didn't play it, Gareth, because you were probably playing indie games back then, even though none hardly existed.
1: I own it. I own Psychonauts.
0: Okay, but you obviously haven't played it.
1: No, I haven't
0: played it. So what it basically is about is a psychic child who uh, goes to a summer camp and to help all of his friends, who I think their minds are getting abducted, he goes into their minds and they're all different. So there's an army general there who's obsessed with war. So you go into his mind and you're basically in the middle of a war and you're basically trying to find out what it is that's, uh, that his fear is. Okay. And then when you find out what their fear is, that's when you can help them. So each level is different, played in someone else's mind. So it sounds pretty much like the basis of one of your indie games, Gareth.
1: <laughs> it does a bit, I guess.
0: It does. But at the end, there's a mirror and you look into it and lo and behold, you stare at yourself.
1: Okay, that's the ending.
0: Thank you. Activision have bought Moog. For 45 million pounds, <laughs> and they're looking to turn it into the ESPN of gaming. Now, I think there's a real sweet spot uh, to watching games and the way games are are shown. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of marketing that goes into the research on what people like to watch. And I think one thing we like to watch is the human nature behind people that play games. Uh, a lot of people like tend to watch morons playing games that make them scared so these morons will be paid money to pretend that they're scared while they're playing a game like five nights at freddy's or slender man the arrival and they'll put on this big act for the children and they'll all love it but my problem with major league gaming as a whole is that no one ever really likes especially in england to watch other people that are good at something Um, so what (laughs) So, do you know what I mean? It's like, whenever I see someone that's driving a Ferrari or something like that, and they drive past, I just think, wanker. So if I'm watching someone who's like the best at Call of Duty in the world, I'm simply just going to think, oh, what a sad arsehole. He must spend so long practising. Right. With his five friends that are all wearing Turtle Beach headset, and one's called Frags 1942. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And they're all virgins.
1: Well, do you feel that way about football players?
0: Uh, I do, yeah. I, feel, I think people feel a lot of resentment towards football players. Oh, they get paid £120,000 a week to kick a ball around the field. You know, in England, especially, and in London, people don't like watching people that are good at things. And Major League Gaming in itself is not very interesting.
1: Um, So, i I think you're right. Major league gaming is not very interesting. No. As as a like an esports organisation, they haven't really been doing anything of note for a while now. I guess they're quite big into the uh, Call of Duty and stuff.
0: Yeah, but the problem with that is that people that are at the level to watch and appreciate something like that are too busy playing the game themselves to want to watch other people play. It's like Starcraft and stuff like that. I don't understand a word they're going on about and they're like, Oh my god he's got the lizard dungeon! Oh my god he's spawning them and it's going about two hundred mile an hour. <laughs> I can't appreciate that because I'm not into the rule set enough to actually appreciate it. <clears throat> and yet the people that probably would be are too busy playing it themselves to even care.
1: I so I personally way prefer watching StarCraft playing it. Yeah. Because it's the kind of game where when it's played incredibly well, it's like hugely impressive.
0: Yeah, but you can't really make any sense of what's going on.
1: So that's true. <laughs>
0: because they're, they're not playing it at a pace that you could think, hmm, that's really good, I can really see what he's trying to do there. Oh, look, he's just done that, which has counteracted that. They literally just follow a formula that they've followed for as many years as they can in just trying to beat the other one using the mechanics of the game rather than... Putting on an enjoyable show, if you know what I mean.
1: There, there have been a handful of times where an enjoyable show has been put on, but yeah, there are, there are few and far between, and certainly never something that can be appreciated by a non-Starcraft fan. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, you know, League of Legends, as an example, is the biggest game in the world. So um, you claim. <laughs> yes, um, their esports stuff gets like millions of views reliably, yeah. like every time it's on. But Major League Gaming isn't really about like League of Legends. It's still stuck on no. like, StarCraft, which StarCraft has been a dying eSport for years now. Thank you. And then like uh, I don't think... I might be wrong, but I don't think um, MLG does Counter-Strike anymore. I think they're more okay. Call of Duty. And then Counter-Strike's beginning to rise as an eSport as well. So they just seem to be on like, the, the older end of the eSport stuff, <coughs> where it keeps actually changing.
0: But the, the problem is that the Call of Duty audience are the children that watch it on YouTube and stuff, yeah. where you've got someone screaming and making silly noises down a mic. That's what they like. That's what they want to see. They can't appreciate a well-formed squad or clan working together to do to sort of hardcore team deathmatch because that's not what they're into. They're, they're into someone doing a montage of uh, someone doing a 360 no-scope kills with uh, music from drake in the background yeah you know that's that is that is what they want they don't want to see the game played at its best and sometimes the best games aren't that great when played by professional players if you look at street Fighter and stuff like that when it's played by the actual professionals who are world class it's a very cagey very quite slow methodical game where They'll sort of be quiet on the defensive most of the time and then wait for little gaps to appear. Yeah. And while, you know, if you are one of those top players, you can really appreciate the skill and timing that goes into it. For someone like me, it's just, it can be incredibly boring. Yes,
1: yeah, Super just wanna, Smash Bros. Yeah. is the exact same. Except, yeah. it, it's kind of the opposite. So, like, whereas Street Fighter can be a bit boring, Super Smash Bros. is just two, usually two of the exact same character because the pros only play like one or two characters. Yeah. And because they only pick the fastest characters, it's usually just two characters like running into each other, faffing about, flapping around, and then one of them will eventually win. And it's like, well, I've yeah. played Smash Bros. for the past like 10 years of my life, pretty much every single week, and I have no idea what the fuck these jokers are doing. Like, exactly.
0: So, what, what level do you have to be in order to appreciate what's going on and the tactical depth being used? Yeah. And then you have to think to yourself how much is that a percentage of the gaming market of who's going to watch the product? Yeah. And it, it, you think you'll find it's quite small, actually. And uh, I think that'll always be the problem, and that's that's it. It's, it's very hard to make gaming interesting as an observer, because that's why we've seen the rise of these internet personalities, because PewDiePie and stuff like that, it's not the game that he's playing that people are interested in, it's PewDiePie himself and the way that he presents the game and the way he plays the games yeah. that's what people find interesting like i said to you i wanted to see pony island today i wanted to look at a video but each each and every video has got a moron talking over it because they feel that they're probably entitled to do that because people want to actually hear their opinion rather than actually look at the games themselves
1: G- give us a, give us a, your impression of somebody <laughs> doing that
0: Okay, well you, you would click on it and it's like the game starts. you know, like, it's brilliant. It's at the head. It's at the titles. It's like, hey, it's your boy Darren Ellis, ten, seven, seven, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you for lock- watching us today. Uh, tag us and subscribe, and we'll be in your feed every week. Hey, we're even going to give out some great prizes if you leave a comment in the comment section. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to. Oh my god, that was scary. Oh, oh my god. Shout out to my friend. Evil Bay 24999 ZZX. And today, this is what we're going to be looking at. It is the Space Pony by this whatever. I don't know what it's called. I've just been paid to play it. You know, that sort of person. Spawn. Yeah. Uncanny. And I don't, I don't like it particularly, because I'm all about the games, and I want to see a game for myself, and whether or not I'll play it. But... There is a generation of players coming up of that have grown up with their favourite YouTube personalities and I just feel like an old man now in that YouTube normally puts out a celebration video at the end of the year of all the sort of YouTube personalities. And I probably knew about one or two of them. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that.
1: Um yeah, there was like what, Greg Miller.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: Um there was Um, I think that's the only one I remember.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But each of these people have millions of fans and millions of followers, and it's almost as if they've taken on personas of themselves. It's not that they're good at games and people are looking at them thinking, wow, you're incredible, I really appreciate what you're doing, and I can respect that. They're basically like, I like watching this guy because he's funny, he he makes me laugh, and the way he plays the game is funny because he'll normally do fails, which is a... LOL. (laughs) <laughs> and things like and things like that so you know that's what they're looking for they're not looking for that if if Activision was to buy the rights to PewDiePie and some other moron and put them facing each other in Call of Duty 4 or any other of the Call of Duty games in a the G- UFC
1: cage
0: yeah in a UFC cage with like Sort of them screaming every now and then with the lights go out, you know, it would be absolutely fantastic and I'm sure they'd get millions upon millions of views. But it's just a very niche market and the, the fact that gaming is one of the most profitable industries out there, but at the same time, we don't uh, have a popular TV show. We've had Games Master, Bits, we had that one with the free women, um, but that was about it. And I think it's a shame, and it just proves that the proof is in the pudding. People don't like sitting there watching a, watching people play games.
1: I think you're right. I, I've thought about that quite recently, actually, because I was thinking about Gamesville, which used to be on Sky 1. Yeah. Which was awful. Yeah. Um, But there's nothing like that around nowadays, because any time anybody tries it, no fucker watches it. no. So why would they?
0: Because you've got to be an idiot. Uh, But other than that, um, a man is suing for becoming addicted to Fallout 4. Um, Well, Gareth, you take up the lead on this, mate.
1: All right, well, he's 28 years old. Aren't we all? And he's Russian, which probably answers every other question you had about this. Yeah. Um, He played it for pretty much three weeks straight. Wow. Um, he lost his job because he didn't go into job. Didn't
0: go into job. Took job.
1: <laughs> Took job.
0: It's, it's easier to just not have a job, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah,
1: I know from experience. Uh, his go wife on, left him because yeah. he didn't stop playing it. Um, I called him
0: three weeks. Yes,
1: and his health massively deteriorated because he barely left uh, his computer. And this uh, is yeah. this is a quote from him. If to you, I'm,
0: or just in general?
1: In general, to the okay. universe. He just said it once. Uh, if I knew that this game would have become so addictive, I would have become a lot more wary of it. I would <laughs> not have bought it, or I would have left it until I was on a holiday or until the New Year holidays.
0: Yeah, that's good. How can you be more we- like you would have approached it more wearily,
1: <laughs> like creeping up to the keyboard so we didn't yeah. start it? Like. Um, oh. I- but he, he's suing uh, Bethesda for half a million rubles.
0: Which is about ten pounds. <laughs>
1: it's like five grand.
0: <laughs> oh, that's not a lot, is it? No. If if that's what you put a value on your job and your wife. My wife is uh, <laughs> at about 3,000 rubles and my job is uh, loss of earning. Is like <laughs> Really? Is that it? Okay, well, you know, the thing is, Gareth, I think you and your partner have got pretty much a good understanding. Yep. So he should have or done what you've done in coming to that understanding before going into Fallout.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like he knew Fallout 4 was going to be addictive.
0: No. He he, he must have been slightly wary of it because probably being a fan in the past, you don't just say, oh, what's this game? Fallout, Fallout, Fallout 4... I'll give that a go, see what that's like. Well, this is great! (laughs) You know, it doesn't happen like that.
1: No, it does not.
0: I knew it was going to be great. I haven't been able to play it for over a week because of bloody work.
1: Yeah, I knew it was going to be a bit addictive as well. Yeah. That's why I made sure not to have a job for the past
0: year. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) No, but that's what I'm saying, Gareth. That's good. You know, you're putting... Your priorities first yeah. You're, you've got them in the right way right I'm going to go and kill this dog now right. can you give me like 10 seconds
1: I can give you 11
0: thanks talking of dogs <laughs> that's actually pretty good Thank you. I, I didn't settle that up. Like, I didn't get a dog to bark and that, to do that. Okay. Um, a sequel, because obviously Activision love to just give people sequels that they don't want. So do uh, Ubisoft,
1: who are making it.
0: Oh, whatever, mate. <laughs> right, Ubisoft then. There you go. The king of sequels. Uh, they're going to give it a break with uh, Assassin's Creed. They're going to let that one heal. And they're going to give us another installment of the ever fascinating Watchdogs. What about that? Where's where's it gonna go, Gareth? Where is it gonna go? What what are we gonna see? What sort of tales are we gonna get from the main character who no one remembers or remembers what he was doing in the game?
1: We are going to San Francisco.
0: Wow, well, I've always wanted to go there.
1: And the game will feature hacking. No. Yeah. Gareth, you lie to my face. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna look at you when I say this next one, so you know I'm serious.
0: Okay. Shooting. Sh- what? They've actually put down shooting as a feature?
1: No, but that's
0: that's definitely oh. what's gonna be in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> the beginning. I was thinking this was the press release.
1: No. Uh, and I imagine there will also be some form of government conspiracy, conspiracy and you're like some kind of underground freedom fighter. Yeah. Type bullshit. It's a
0: shame isn't it. It's
1: it's going to be bad man.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking of you yourself though.
0: Yeah. Speak of them Gareth now. Uh
1: the next Assassin's Creed game yeah which uh looks like won't be 2016 because they're skipping a year. Uh yeah.
0: will be apparently set in ancient Egypt. Oh, I've always wanted to go there
1: ancient Egypt
0: yeah good old the pyramids isn't it yes
1: it's where uh, the the story for the Stargate sci-fi series comes
0: from was originally written (laughs) yes back in Egypt now I've seen numerous sculptures from Egypt because Mm. uh, in London the people travellers stole quite a lot of it so it's in the natural history museum and I was there only a few weeks ago Gareth wow uh, very fascinating to see them. Although, a lot of the stats... Well, 99% of them had no nose. What? It's the first thing to go, apparently.
1: How do you smell?
0: Whee! <laughs> oh, the dog started again.
1: Oh, mate. It's fine. Just try your best to ignore it.
0: No, because when I listen to the podcast back, or if anyone's listening to it, they're going to not be listening to us, they're going to be listening out for a dog. Now, my dog started.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that people will manage.
0: They won't, Gareth, because if they're like me and they've got hypersensitive to sort of audio cues around them. <clears throat> Sorry about this, Gareth. I'm going to have to go upstairs now. Right. Rebecca will have to come and sit within the barking. Becky, swap with me. This dog is fucking ridiculous. Sorry? This dog is ridiculous.
2: What dog? Outside. Really?
0: Just yapping and yapping. Oh, going, yeah. The window isn't even open. day oh, yeah. they at least she believes me now, Gareth. <laughs> and she's watching How I Met Your Mother. My god. Sorry about this, Gareth. You should know. Sounds like he's stuck on something, like a bear trap. Fuck's sake. Gareth, you must feel so disappointed in me.
1: Well, you didn't give birth to this Demon Spawn of
0: Well, maybe I did, and it's coming back to haunt me. <laughs> maybe. Right, so, what, what, yeah, Ubisoft. Restart. Restart. Can I get a rewind? <laughs> so, um, basically, yeah, I mean, Ubisoft for me, the... The thing is, you think, oh, Egypt, that'll be interesting. Yeah. But it'll still play the same. The combat will still be the same. It'll just be... A different palette change.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Should we should we make uh, predictions as to what's going to be in the game, though?
0: Uh, there's going to be an assassin. Uh-huh. Um, they won't make any references to the Animus. You don't reckon? Uh, well, I haven't played Syndicate yet. Um, but apparently it's very, very sort of thin on the ground.
1: Yeah. But they're moving to, like, one every two years instead of, like, one every six months, so...
0: Yeah, so there's only going to be one to ignore. But they,
1: but they might start making more of an effort with the story stuff. Is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, that'd be nice of them, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, my my official guess is that at some point in the game, you'll you'll see like Anubis somehow. You might have a drug trip, or he yeah. might be like somehow exist in the real world. But well, that's my guess.
0: Gareth, that is way too creative already.
1: Shit! Uh, you'll climb the yeah. pyramids. That's go. it. Done.
0: That, that'll that be their thing okay. Oh, you'll be able to climb a pyramid and when you get to the top you can jump off into a hay barrel oh, did, that the, has bro, been conveniently left
1: so you're climbing up the sphinx right? yeah and somebody's chasing you up the sphinx and they grab hold of you and yeah. you like kick him off and you kick him off and you kick him off and then your foot slips and you kick the nose and then the nose on, falls girl. off and it turns out it was that assassin that broke the nose off the sphinx
0: that was amazing wow but you wouldn't be able to do that because they they can't trace you in that way, can they?
1: Well, it'd be a, a cutscene. I don't fucking mm. you know. A new business you up there.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Well, you know what? It's got to the point where if anyone asks me about Assassin's Creed, I cannot muster any enthusiasm whatsoever to talk about it. I understand. So, fuck knows how the developers feel. <laughs> like if I was to work there and come in and. Yeah, this is Rob. He's he's coming to work on a new Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, let's let's uh do a brainstorm and you know blue sky in the this office. I'll just Xbox exclusive Scalebound is delayed until next year. Oh. Uh, did you think this was bound to be delayed, Gareth?
1: I didn't, because it was announced didn't. quite a while ago, right?
0: It was. It was at an E3 a few years ago, but I just didn't like the fact that the main character was wearing headphones.
1: Well, he's fighting like dragons wearing headphones, so is that cool?
0: Yeah, but it's Japanese cool, isn't it? It's this awkward coolness that we were alluding to a few weeks ago. It is. It's very forced. Yeah, where it's like they've got um, a 10-year-old to to come in and write the story. (laughs) Yeah, he, he fights dragons. Once upon a time, there was a man who fought dragons and... He one day bought some Dre beats and he was wearing his Dre beats while fighting the dragons.
1: <laughs> that's that sort of, that thing. of it. But the, yeah. I think the most surprising thing about this is that because the game's been made by Platinum, the people who made Bayonetta, yeah. those guys seem pretty with it. Like they, they churn out games pretty quick and the games are always good. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're the opposite of, the of Ubisoft thing. for me in that um, you can kind of trust them with what they're going to do, you don't really know what to expect. Yeah. From game to game, whereas with Assassin's Creed, you could probably just guess exactly what's going to happen. With a platinum game, even if they say, "Oh, it's Transformers" or "it's something such and such," you're never quite sure what it's going to be. So with Scalebound, it's a bit weird, but you know, it's still a bit, it's still exciting. And the fact that they say, "Look, we need some more time," shows that as a developer, they're they're becoming more grounded and they're getting more of a foothold in the industry because Mm. I think before that they didn't have the luxury of delaying a game because it's a very expensive process so for them to actually be able to delay a game until the following year shows that financially they're doing quite well now so they don't have to worry as much but Mm. um, yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to but again, I won't really start thinking about it until it gets into my mind's eye
1: yeah that's, that's fair
0: uh, just Cause 3's first expansion is Sky Fortress. Uh, now you haven't played this, have you, Gareth? Because it's a bit too, bit too casual for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's
1: it's too intensive for my PC. My PC is a bit on the weaker side, and uh, it Just Cause 3, its penis is too wide <laughs> Didn't... for my PC's hole.
0: Well, wow. is that the way you you think PCs work? Well, I can imagine I you like. on the, <laughs> I can imagine you on the PC forums, talking to them all about their graphics cards, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get an Xbox One or a PS4 for your Christmas present. Don't does no one love you?
1: I, I asked for money for Christmas. Did you get it? I did, but the money is uh, for Disneyland. Why well, not?
0: That's that's a bit weird <laughs> why is that weird who's taking a 12 year old
1: No, my girlfriend for our anniversary
0: yeah but you could buy a Playstation 4 or an Xbox One
1: yeah but you you can't put a price on memories Rob
0: you can Oh. that well, guy I who can. played Fallout 4 did it was 5,000 rubles <laughs> that was his price Damn. of what he lost
1: well, but, maybe my prices are a bit steeper than his.
0: I can't imagine you at somewhere like Disney. What? They'll let me in? Just because cause I look they'll... like a pedo, don't mean I <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to be honest, there is a higher percentage of sex offenders that work at Disneyland.
1: That can't be true.
0: There, there's a documentary about it. Because obviously, if that's what you want to do, there's got to be something wrong with you. Like, if you actually want to dress up as Goofy and walk around having children jump all over you, sit on your lap and do all that business. You have to be a very sp- particular kind of guy.
1: OK, well, this conversation about Just Cause 3 is getting a bit out of hand.
0: Thank you very much. And what if the children shout Chewbacca at you and start running? Because you oh, remember Star Wars is Disney, <clears throat> <I> <laughs> Wow. Sounds like you're gurgling gum. <laughs> in a nice way. Uh, but Just Cause 3... Uh, it's a game that I still haven't had much time to play mm. because I've got WWE 2K16, I've got that, I've got Pro Evo, which I'm still loving, um, which I'll talk about in What Have We Been Playing, mm. uh, Fallout 4, all these fans, Until Dawn, I bought The Last of Us, you know, it, there's all these brilliant games that I still haven't had the chance to play, <laughs> but it's a good game just cause to just get on and cause a little Destruction, Gareth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's the name of this DLC is Sky Fortress, which sounds exactly what you want from a Just go three DLC. Yeah,
0: a lot of it's set on too much of it is set on the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of fortresses on the ground, but not in the sky. Um, I like the game, but the driving in it is absolutely shocking. And it mm. seems that a lot of games, sort of in the Assassin's Creed mold, feel that they have to include certain parts. Like, if you weren't able to go into cars, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Um, there's, but there's car racing missions, there's sort of these little side races where you come into... It's the sort of formulaic stuff you have in an open world. Yeah. And the driving is just not fun, it's not good, but you still need to complete them to be able to get upgrades, which is ridiculous. But Just Cause Free, we'll be talking about uh, a little bit later. Um, but Sony want to trademark let's play now I don't know how you can trademark that they should come up with another word like um, I don't know but (laughs) it's
1: not so easy is it
0: it's not so easy but then I'm not paid the thousands of pounds at their marketing department Uh, is paid, but this doesn't sound true, this sounds like something someone said, I don't know why PewDiePie's face is there, can you tell me why Gareth?
1: Uh, I assume he calls his videos Let's Plays when he plays them, that would be my assumption yeah, but he's not the only one, that's a very 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 common term for when people play games on YouTube
0: is it like trying to trademark Let's Have Sex sure by a lot exactly. of people say it, but... <laughs> I just think... I don't know what to think.
1: It's kind of counterintuitive for Sony, right? Because they're in this big thing recently of like, oh, let's just a- appeal to every gamer we
0: can. That's the problem. It's like sometimes they try and do these little sneaky things because you got to realise that basically their whole sort of strategy that they've set out for themselves... Was a knee-jerk reaction to Microsoft's press conference. Yeah. So they basically, um, off the cuff, just told everyone what they wanted to hear. But you have got to remember, at the end of the day, they're still an evil corporation that wants to make money.
1: I, that's true, but they're still they're keeping it up, like you know, Shenmue Three and Final Fantasy Seven remake and all this stuff. And then to turn around and be like, but you can't say Let's Play anymore. That's ours now.
0: It's like what yeah the but fuck? with Shenmue, people still had to raise most of the money for it, yeah, I know. it wasn't <laughs> like they they fucking selfish selfishly went out of the way and said, Hey, we're gonna develop this game for you guys because we love you, yeah, they just attached their name to it so they could look like the good guys, <laughs> but,
1: but they're works. evil,
0: oh, they're evil gareth i I know, I know, but that is the news this week, Gareth, I hope you enjoyed it, it I was certainly very enjoyed it, and that's what news is all about, but. In the absence of a feature this week, we go straight into what have we been playing?
1: Hello everybody, it's time for your weekly video game music segment with me, Gareth, and this week, uh, I have an apology for you. Um, The last podcast we did before Christmas, which was like a few weeks before Christmas, I was uh, saying that I was going to play music from the top soundtracks of the year in the lead-up to the end of the year and then reveal what the best soundtrack of the year was. Um, and obviously didn't do that because various complications meant we couldn't record uh, leading up to Christmas. Like, Don's, Don's sibling was still in hospital and all of this stuff, and everyone's schedules were fucked up because everyone was travelling around for Christmas and it was, so, it was all very stressful. So it meant I couldn't do my sort of countdown of the best soundtracks of the year. Um, but... I, I've been struggling with what was the best soundtrack of last year. and I, There's two. It's between Hotline Miami 2, which I've played many times on the podcast, including uh, the last episode before we did Game of the Year, uh, and this soundtrack, which is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, the reason I can't pick between the two is, I think, while Hotline Miami 2's soundtrack stands alone better... Crypt of the Dancer soundtrack is integral to the gameplay like every single song in that game has been handcrafted so that when you're playing along to the beat then it like it feels it, it makes you feel a certain way it's very satisfying and it, it's just awesome so I think I have to give uh, dual honors to Hotline Miami 2 and Crypt of the Dancer. so I'll be playing you a track from Crypt of the Dancer today. Uh the guy who made it is called Danny B. Uh he also did the soundtrack to Super Meat Boy which may be one of my super, I don't know, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Uh this track is from the Crypt of the NecroDancer original soundtrack and it's called Disco Descent.
0: this week um, like I said I can't get it into my mind I don't understand how you can't be a fan of the WWE games
1: you have said this on Facebook uh, they they don't play well in but my they mind. do
0: like they're fantastic how would you have them play
1: I would have them play like the N64 wrestling games which was so you have like a weak grapple, a strong grapple. Yeah, which you do in this. Weak strikes, strong strikes. Um, yeah. You just had loads of control. You could do every move you wanted at any time, and
0: yeah, which you can in this.
1: Counter systems, reversals. <sighs> this Listen was to all, this guy. Over counter- ten
0: years ago, right? You can make your own character, right? Right. From a really extensive character creation model. You can put him in beautiful clothes or do whatever you want. Create whatever you want. You then go into NXT. I like NXT. Right? You, like, you love NXT. You talk about it non-stop I've
1: been to, to someone life. called...
0: Exactly. But it can be you. It can be Gareth. <laughs> well,
1: that sounds okay?
0: awful. <laughs> or whoever you make. And you work with Albert and he trains you and stuff. And you start by a fighting in the training gym. Your first few fights. You then get to appear on NXT, and you start feuding with whoever. I'm feuding with someone that wears pink trousers. Who loves themselves a bit too much.
1: Could be Tyler breeze?
0: That's the one. I'm having a war with him at the moment, and a little man called Hideo. Yep. Okay, and you can even start your own beefs in the game, and there's a little system that tells you who you're getting on with and who you're not. So you can decide to interrupt any match that you want. And go in there and mess it up for someone and create your own rivalries, which is fantastic. You then raise up through the ranks and actually start going into WWE. Okay. It's a fantastic game and you're just missing out on it. The gameplay looks so bad. It's not. It's really tactical. Now you have a stamina bar, which the game has been begging for. You've got specific body type, uh, body areas that you can aim for. So you can work the head, you can work the arm, you can work the legs. You can pick what part you do. You can choose to do submission moves. You can choose to do power moves. You can choose to do off the rope moves. Can you, you can pick can them you up. You can. The, can
1: you can you work the groin?
0: The groin isn't actually there, but you can sort of do an uppercut into it. Whoa. You can sort of grab.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Is that why you don't buy them? No, because <laughs> you can't work the groin.
1: I I can work the groin whenever I want, mate. It's right there.
0: <laughs> the presentation <laughs> is fantastic this year.
1: Triple you can H create your own imp. Does look right? very good. The graphics on Triple H is like sweat.
0: Yeah, but you have to play it. I don't want to play it. Oh my god, you love games. You love wrestling. Yet you don't play the best wrestling game that's ever come out.
1: I, I've already played it. It's called WWE F No Mercy for this? Oh instance, my
0: god! Real. I'm gonna give you no mercy in a minute. <laughs> Can you please try it? No, because it's not free. <sighs> Nothing good is ever free. Well, it's
1: not
0: okay. True. This game is fantastic, and if you're a wrestling fan or you're someone that like the Attitude Era, wrestling games are good games and this is the best one yet. And it's the same with football games. There's people out there that may not like football, but FIFA and Pro Evo as games are fantastic, they're competitive, and they're some of the best games you can play. Just because you don't like the sport doesn't make them not good games. Talking of games, I've switched my loyalty yet again. I, used to, I started playing football games in 1995, Gareth. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> started with FIFA 95 then i played a awful game called Euro 96 on a Sega Saturn okay then i played FIFA 97 then FIFA stopped being released on the Sega Saturn so i went to Sega Worldwide Soccer 98 classic I classic issue. i don't know. yeah it was uh then i went to FIFA 99 okay then i went to Pro Evolution Soccer on the original PlayStation Okay. Then I went to Pro Soccer, Evolution Soccer, I stayed with Pro Evolution Soccer till Pro Evolution Soccer 2008, which I loved. And I refused, I refused flatly, Gareth, to go over to FIFA because I saw it as a disgusting sidestep that I would never do. Okay. And I hated all of the other Pro Evos that came out. I hated Pro Evo 2009, 2010 and 2011. So I continued to play Pro Evolution Soccer 2008. For three years,
1: even I'd, knowing that people were more into FIFA now, people
0: were going into FIFA. Gareth, you're right. Even though you don't play football games, you're still in the game, aren't you? You know, you know what's going on. You've been following it. Yeah. I finally decided to jump ship over to FIFA 2012 because I couldn't keep playing 2008 over and over again. Gareth, I just couldn't do it. And I enjoyed FIFA. I enjoyed FIFA 12. It was smooth. It was great. It was fast. And I stayed with that until 15 last year.
1: Uh-huh.
0: This year, people were saying to me, Rob, they weren't saying I was reading it, so my name wasn't at the beginning. <laughs> they were saying, Pro Evolution Soccer is finally back. It's finally back.
1: Finally. And I've been waiting
0: for someone to tell me that. I played FIFA 16 and I thought to myself, hang on a minute, this feels pretty much exactly the same to what I played last time. Right. I went out and I bought pro evolution soccer okay and oh my word gareth If isn't a fantastic football game
1: better than fifa
0: better than fifa this year officially wow. it's not sort of no oh, is it better than fifa oh i don't think so oh it could be you know this is better but fifa does that but this is a hundred percent a better game this year uh the players i, I went back to fifa 16 the other day And the players just feel so light compared to Pro Evo this year. They've got a real weight to them. They've got a real sort of... They feel like a physical presence on the pitch. On FIFA, it feels like everyone's gliding around now. And it's at that point where you realise you've played a superior alternative that you go back and you can't play the very thing that you thought was amazing. Really? Yes. It's that much better? It's that much better in the fact that it makes FIFA obsolete. Bloody hell. And I'm saying this as someone who has played FIFA every single, not every single day, but most days. And I'll always talk about it on this podcast. And I'll always say, oh, FIFA's great, I'm doing this, I'm in my 18th season as Manchester United. Wayne Rooney's retired and I've got like a 28-year-old man that I brought in through the youth system when he was 16. But at the same time, I'm not closed-minded enough to not look at something else and say, that's just now made that obsolete. And I don't need to now play FIFA anymore. Obviously, the, the the teams are a bit of a bummer, but you can go into the edit and they've got all the team towns there. They've got Newcastle, they've got Chelsea, that you can switch the name of the commentary to. You can sort of update the kits, you can uh, edit them yourselves. So there's not really anything that holds it back. and it's. I don't know. I think it's come to the point where Technology in football games, it's become so precise that you can't really put your finger on what it is because there's so many mechanics working behind the scenes making things work Yeah. that you can just say, oh, the shooting's better, but that doesn't (laughs) really do it justice or it's just got a feeling of weight, it's got a feeling of being grounded in realism but not too much so that it makes it boring. But absolutely fantastic and anyone that's sort of disappointed with FIFA... Give it a chance because I'm fed up of hearing people say, "Oh well, hasn't got the licences, has it?" And that's the thing. And on Facebook and stuff, I'm a member of some uh, gaming communities, and you'll get people moaning, "Oh, FIFA's shit this year. Feels the same as always, but slower." Then, then someone will suggest Pro Evo, and that person will say, "Oh, it's fucking shit. It's got no licences. <laughs> so, that's that, Gareth. It, but does it
1: have any sort of Ultimate Team equivalent?
0: It does. It does. Um, It's called My Club. Um, I haven't played it myself, but it is there if you want to play it, Gareth. I'm not going to stop you. Okay. And they've got their own legends, sort of Roberto Baggio, Roberto Carlos, um, players of that mould.
1: Players called Roberto.
0: Yeah, everyone—Roberto Baggio, Roberto Carlos, Roberto Di Matteo, Roberto Martinez, Roberto. Um David Janola. <laughs> so that's absolutely fantastic, <laughs> and uh, the last game I've been playing obviously Fallout four fantastic. there's just too many games, Gareth I know you know, and they've all been building up, and I've been playing until dawn with my fiance. We sat down and we've played it together when we can we've played about we're about halfway through it now
1: That's a good game for that,
0: my God, it's fantastic. There's not a game that I've been so scared to play, and I never get scared from games. so I would suggest you don't play it, Gareth.
1: I've watched people playing it, and it looks awesome.
0: When you're in the moment, and you're playing it, and it's silent, and suddenly something jumps out at you, I literally jump up from the sofa, because I find that kind of suspense is a lot scarier than just in-your-face horror, yeah. which most games do. Like the evil within and stuff like that where it's too much in your face i mean nothing's even happened we've been playing it for about 3 hours and there's been no murders or anything like that so it's just the suspense and the just waiting for something to happen because you know it is but you just don't know when
2: yeah
0: it's fantastic game the facial animation and the graphics are so luxurious because they've been, because it's quite a linear game, and obviously, apart from branching storylines, it's quite a contained environment. Yeah. They can really sort of take their time on the graphics and stuff, and it really shows. And I've got a new soundbar now, because they make TVs with sort of tinny speakers that are a piece of crap. <laughs> so we've got a soundbar, and that's made a lot of difference to my gaming as well, because uh, I can't use my Turtle Beaches anymore. because microsoft released an update that made it so that you can't use them really yeah so it worked on my xbox 360 my turtle beaches and after that i played on my xbox one with them but they've downloaded they released a sort of patch that meant that you couldn't use them with the latest firmware so you'd have to go out and buy new ones
1: that fucking sucks
0: yeah or you have to buy an adapter but i'm not going through that bollocks don't blame you £189 I paid for those Turtle Beaches. Fuck. That was when I was working at Game Station about seven years ago now. They've lasted me. They're fantastic. And I would always recommend them.
1: That's like 5% of a Bethesda lawsuit.
0: Yep. There you go. And I just couldn't stop using those headphones. And my girlfriend walked out on me. Didn't hear her because I was wearing my (laughs) headphones. But (laughs) it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Cost me everything. But I've still got those headphones, so that's all that matters.
1: You've got something to show for it.
0: So Gareth, what indie games have you been playing this week?
1: Well, I think before we talk about what I've been playing, we should cut to the one and only Don Goss.
0: Well, let's cut right to him.
1: Don.
2: Yes.
1: I heard you haven't just been playing Destiny.
2: Oh, who told you that? The lying little bastard. Some tree somewhere. I heard it's it. A a tree, in a, tree in a in a, in a forest. <laughs> forest of gossip. The uh, that's actually correct. I did play a bit of uh, a bit of the old Iron Banner in Destiny. this past week That's Destiny? Was, you just said Iron it's week. not Destiny. <laughs> but, but in between all that and since Christmas, I have also been playing Rob's game of the year 2015, Fallout 4.
1: You've been playing Fallout 4?
2: I have been playing Fallout 4. I reckon I've probably done in about 20-ish hours, sort of. I'm not sure exactly how many hours I've done. It's just been a bit here and there. But yeah, uh, it's, it was weird at first playing a different game, especially one that's also first person and involved a little bit of shooting. <laughs> it's a bit bit weird. Uh, but I'm quite enjoying it. So it's, it's a nice little, nice little kind of collect them up kind of game. Yeah. Running around, literally collecting every piece of shit off the floor. I'd forgotten about these games where you can carry so much crap, it's totally unrealistic. Uh, I forgot those sorts of things existed because, like, first person shooters ditched the whole carry four hundred weapons thing ages ago, and now you can only carry like two weapons, and you have to drop one to pick up another one, and all the rest of it. Uh, but no, these uh, these massive open world games like this still exist, and I've completely forgotten. So it was quite weird, but also kind of refreshing. It's, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. I can see myself getting quite addicted to it. Um, the only reason I didn't play it last week was because of the Iron Banner being on last week for for Destiny, but that's finished now, so I can basically put Destiny aside, and I'm quite happy to do that. Actually, I've reached that point, kind of going, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I've done too much Destiny now, and maybe I should leave it. So Which you're is, just um, gonna
1: trade one addiction for another.
2: One addiction for another. Yep, I, I warned my girlfriend of this, and I'm like, you realise Fallout Four is equally addictive, <laughs> and she's like, and she said, I don't care, I just don't like looking at Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the look of it the way it is the way the art its style is I just hate 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 it I'd rather you were looking at an apocalyptic wasteland instead uh, I, make it, I make so much happy, and I'm like fair enough <laughs> so yeah I've been going around just kind of I started off doing the, the I think a couple of quest missions um, they were fairly standard very easy I've met one of the uh, factions I guess you'd call them so like the Minutemen uh-huh. and stuff I don't think I've joined them because I was kind of advised by one of my friends to not join a, uh, a faction straight away okay. because you can because if you ally with one of them then it means you're kind of becoming an enemy of the others and then you can kind of get in the way of their skirmishes and stuff it means you're about to take sides and but actually if you don't join anyone you can walk through areas where they're having fights and none of them give a shit about you because <laughs> you're not on anyone's side i'm like okay cool but i just i don't think i've joined any join the Minutemen. men i remember having a conversation and they want in me to do a certain mission to collect like a locket or something like that and yeah. i remember doing that and doing another mission for them, but i don't think i agreed to join them uh but i'll soon find out i guess um yeah so just been wandering around uh, did a few of those missions looked around a bit and then uh i've lost dogmeat i don't know what the fuck he where he went because uh, yeah. i've lost him i carried around him i used him for a little while then i went back and thought cosworth Seems a bit more tooled up for this kind of thing. So I've been using Codsworth ever since, and he's great because he just wanders into rooms and slashes everyone to bits. Yeah, he's and you, you just walk in and pick up after him. Um, and he's quite funny. I like his little quips. He's quite amusing.
0: He is funny.
2: Yeah. But, um, uh, yes, so Dogmeat is gone. I found a kennel and that, so I put a kennel out for him, but he's not in it. I don't know where he's gone. Funnily um,
1: enough, I and also I'll... lost Dogmeat.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I just swapped him for Cosworth in Sanctuary but I've been wandering around Sanctuary looking for him, and I can't find him, so yeah. Um I've also um that there's that woman who's all she's got the sight and all this business, and she wants you to feed her loads of drugs all the time. Um so I gave her a chair that she wanted, and basically what, <laughs> I cleared the house next door to the one that I use in Sanctuary, so it's just like an, an empty just foundation and nothing else in it and her chair is the only thing on it <laughs> i just put her chair on it and so she sat out in the open on this chair like some nutcase and then i put dog meats kennel next to her but there's no dog meat never mind but um <laughs> but yeah every time she's like i want the drugs and cosworth was very unhappy with me when i suggested i give her some stuff and i didn't want to piss off cosworth so i've denied her drugs ever since and she's getting more and more angry with me which is quite amusing
1: she needs the drugs done
2: she says she does but yeah fuck her if she keeps going about it i might just have to kill her you know, what I'll do is I'll send Cosworth away first, they, then, then murder her, they, then bring Cosworth back so he doesn't get disappointed with me.
1: They heavily <laughs> imply that her body can't take m- much drugs. So do, I think but, if you give yeah, her enough drugs, she'll probably be pretty good.
2: She probably would, but I, I want, my, I want um, Cosworth to like me. So I've, I've decided that I, I need, you know, that qualification from Cosworth <laughs> more than anything else. <laughs> whenever I do something that pisses him off, I'm like, shit, reverse that decision. Do the opposite.
1: Is he the only sort of companion you've uh, been thinking about?
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I haven't got any other options at the moment, although um, I am—I did wander over to a scrapyard, so I know there's a sentry bot just stood around waiting for me to pick up. Um, but I've not done that. I might do that tonight, actually. So you've um, been doing random stuff around the world? Well, at first I was doing the, I was doing the quest missions, but I didn't do loads of them. Um, and then I started doing like some side missions and a couple of the Minutemen and then just a few random missions um and then for some reason i decided to start walking the map kind of the edge of the map so because i went back to the vault and thought, i've not been back to the vault since i got out of it there must be you know i know these things for the secrets and things yeah. just dying around you don't know where stuff is you can find stuff anywhere so i thought why don't i just walk the edge of the map because as a developer you think people are going to stick stuff right in the top corner or on the edge so i just went to the far like top left corner of the map and then started walking along the top edge of the map okay um because i wondered if i could walk outside of it because i know you can walk a little bit out the bottom of the map so i wonder if you could do it at the top but you can't okay. um so I just kept walking along and so as i'm walking along there's like a little hut on its own with a raider and a dog in it so i've killed them and then i've come across um uh like a, a scavenger and the first one i thought i wonder if you can make friends with people because i've never done that yet um I accidentally shot at him so that didn't <laughs> help I had to kill him at that point. But the next one I came across a little bit further on, I thought, okay, I'll try and make friends with this one. So I put my gun away, walk up to them. Okay, he's pulled his gun out, but he's not shooting at me. So maybe if I go a bit closer, he'll start talking or something like that. Um, and then Cosworth blinded in out of nowhere and smashed him to bits. So <laughs> thanks, Cosworth. Cheers, mate. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that was quite amazing. Uh, but yeah, I've come across um, little kind of bits of kind of fabrication and settlement and... Raider camps basically as I go along. I've gone just past the centre of the map there's a big bridge and um, a guy shot me with a fat boy. So I thought, I'm having that. (laughs) Um, So thankfully I leveled up one of my kind of laser sniper rifle things. So a couple of shots from that and a bit of Codsworth action. um, And he went down, so I've now got some Raider power armour to go with my normal power armour and a fat boy. And I'm only like level 7. Nice. So I'm like, great. Brilliant. Um... So that's useful. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of doing that now. I've decided to just kind of explore stuff rather than do too many of the missions. Because okay. it seems a bit more It's a bit more fun to discover secret bits and you think maybe no one knows about this. But um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. That sense of exploration and discovery, that's what's missing from a game like Destiny. Because a lot of people thought Things like that were going to be in Destiny, but they just went... People were trying to figure out what the clues mean and what the computer screen code is, and someone had decoded it because it actually means something. But it's all just set dressing. The actual yeah. quests had nothing to do with the stuff. Loads, there's loads of clues in Destiny about secret bits and pieces and what Rasputin's up to, and people were trying to put loads of stuff together that all kind of made sense. But ultimately, it just meant nothing. It was just a quest it was on a time lock and that unlocked and you just did the quest it was like well all that fucking intelligent work we did was literally pointless so okay. um so it's nice to have a, a game where you actually expiration is rewarded properly um yeah and it's it's cool the vat system is pretty cool shooting stuff in the face is excellent
1: yes it is
2: um stuff like using environment to your advantage uh, the first time i came across a death claw, i thought yeah he's probably gonna kill me and he did um, I just found that's where you first, like found the first bit of power armour I guess pretty much everyone does I suppose because it's a quest yeah. kind of mission um, it has no battery so you're kind of walking really slow and you can't jump or anything um, so after he killed me I thought uh, there's a doorway there maybe I can use that one. maybe he can't come inside so I got the power armour the second time wandered in the front door of this building with some broken windows and lo and behold Deathclaw can't get in so <laughs> I just shot him in the face through the door and window and <laughs> he died in like 20 seconds I'm like nice it <laughs> seems a bit of a cheat to be able to you know nah. prevent you know because they can't you know realistically they'd be able to smash their way through the door and all that stuff uh but um no it's nice to have a little little bit of advantage over some of the more powerful enemies um but yeah so i'm i'm very much in, into it it's nice Cool. It's good. Well, it looks good. excellent as well people kept always saying like when they first saw it the graphics are a bit disappointed in and all that kind yeah. of stuff I think it looks really good on the PS4. I've not played the PC version, and, you know, obviously it looks good on there. But the PS4 version looks really nice.
1: I've heard there are some uh, things that happen very late in the game where everything gets a bit more cluttered, where the game can chug like, a little.
2: I can imagine, yeah, but by that point it's got a lot of stuff. Because it literally remembers where every single piece of junk, which there must be tens of thousands of pieces in the game, it literally remembers every single piece that, that has or hasn't been picked up or kicked yeah. around by you or... It's like, that's a lot of shit for a game to remember in a game that size. So it wouldn't surprise me if it started chugging a little bit at that point. But um, but no, so far, really, really nice. Well, I'm quite impressed. Good for, good for you, Don. Thanks. It's Thanks like to a... my girlfriend for getting at me for Christmas. <laughs>
1: it's like an uplifting Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is a little bit. But
1: if I could give you some advice, I would maybe say oh. start heading towards the city
2: everyone's talking about what Diamond City yeah, yeah that was like I, I've not gone down there yet I've kind of been working my way down a little bit and then I've gone back up to the top so <laughs> I should probably go down there but I just kind of wanted to I don't know, explore around yeah.
1: a bit it's not like you'll start running out of things to do once you hit the city like that's yeah. where all the memorable characters are that's where a load of cool little quests are and
2: uh, cool so
1: uh, that would be my advice to you from one person yeah. who plays actual games <laughs> to a Destiny player
2: <laughs> yeah what I'll probably do is I'm, I'm most of the way across the top edge of the map and I've just come across a massive irradiated lake. And even though I've got the, the perk that that says I can swim in irradiated water without being killed, this lake still irradiates the fuck out of me. So Jeez. I'm like, okay, that that doesn't do that. Because I used it in like a quarry. There's a quarry where I have to repair some pipes and so I just yes. use the perk to swim in there and fix the pipes. So. But this lake, it ain't having none of it. So, uh, yeah. So I'm at that point now, killed a bunch of Mylurks and stuff. and Yeah, so I'm just going to wander around there, see what I can find, any more bits and pieces. Um, go, I'll probably go to the far top right of the map, and then I'll probably, yeah, as you say, start my way down to Diamond City and uh, have a few more questification bits done.
1: Well, I'm going to be very interested yeah. sure to hear your adventures from the Wasteland next week as well. Yeah,
2: be nice.
1: Uh, me this week, I have been playing... A bit of a blast from the past. Uh, Dark Souls.
0: Oh, Gareth, why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Is it because your PC? Oh, I like the (laughs) way it looks. It really looks nice, you know. (laughs) No.
1: No. The reason I've been playing it is because uh, a friend of mine decided to start playing it randomly. Um, And over Steam, you can watch somebody's gameplay like pretty much just five seconds behind, but it's like spot on. It looks. Perfect on your TV. So I was just watching someone playing it who I knew Also, I was on Skype to him. It's a bit weird. It was a bit weird. And yeah. they were pretty bad at the game. Um, so I was sort of directing them around, like talking to them about all the cool stuff that's in so the first So were you area. playing it
0: or were you directing someone playing it?
1: They were playing it and I was just saying like, oh, if, if you go left here, that's where the first bonfire is. not are to be careful going over
0: the This leash. is your new thing, in it, now? <laughs> it's going to be like your service where you stream people playing games and then you can direct them
1: i don't think that'd be very successful
0: it would be because you look at now tv uh sorry playstation tv that's all it is is a massive games library that gets streamed to your own console and then you play it cut out the playing bullshit and just have instruct someone to play games for you
1: that's the future right there
0: that is the future because people are becoming more and more lazy aren't they
1: yes i am Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> uh, but watching them play the like, first few areas of Dark Souls just made me want to play those first few areas of Dark Souls again so yeah. I just got the itch and then I played quite a lot of Dark Souls over the past week I'm up to like level 66 with my character so I've stopped leveling up because if the person I was watching wants to do any bosses then I want to be able to
0: help them does, does your partner know you're going to Disneyland? Yes so you kind of feel the pressure to do it?
1: No, I. It was our idea.
0: We decided on it together. Why is this come back up now? Because don't you <laughs> sit there thinking I could just go out and get an Xbox One now or a PlayStation Four now?
1: No, I want to go to Disneyland. I, I like think Disney stuff.
0: if you hadn't have agreed it with her, if it was a surprise, you probably would have bought a next generation console by now and <laughs> put down a, a, the pre-order for an Oculus.
1: <laughs> this is the reason we asked for money for Christmas was so we could go to Disneyland. Still not convinced, mate. I love Disney stuff. I love Pixar films. I you don't. You Marvel. never speak talk Star about Wars. Disney. Have you that been to Disney was... on Ice? When I was like seven, but that's
0: that... no, I don't think it was even around then. <laughs> of
1: course it was. Was it? it was in Manchester. Oh, I,
0: I went. Know. I went with my children a few weeks ago. It's not. It's not great. It, it was okay, but they focused too much on Toy Story three. It went on for about five hours. Where they were reenacting, like, piece by piece,
1: huh. the
0: whole of the fucking film.
1: That's unusual. Thank you. I mean, Toy Story is a good film, but it's, it's not the only Disney yeah. film.
0: I actually cried at the end when he gave his box of toys to that little girl.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, very into your toys, though.
0: So. Yeah, I've got a real deep connection, and I remember, I think it was 96, there was a real shortage of the Buzz Lightyear deluxe action figure, and it was on the news and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Of like mums running into the Disney store, trampling over each other, and because I was quite a, a sort of a child that was neglected, I just presumed that I would be one of those children whose parents wouldn't have tried hard enough to procure one. Mm-hmm. Sort of, oh, Rob really wants one of those, but you know, it's a bit of an ordeal to go out there and a bit of effort to get one. So my dad bought me a present of a. It was a frame, and inside was a little strip. Uh, that came out of the Sun newspaper, you know, when they draw the cartoons yeah. as jokes. And it, underneath it uh, was the Free wise men going to see baby Jesus. And they had gold frankincense and a uh, Buzz Lightyear <laughs> toy. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, that made me really upset. Yeah. But then when my main present came, it was Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. And I was so happy, my mum started crying tears of joy. Um, wow. And I got an action man car. Which was just random, because I didn't have any action men at the time.
1: That was in so the, the clearance bit of the same toys as They got the yeah,
0: oh, we'll it. just we'll just pick that up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, was, it resonated with me a lot. Toy Story Three. I'm not gonna lie to you, Gareth. Same here, because I did actually give my Buzz Lightyear to my son, even though it had one arm missing, one leg missing, and it looked more like something that um, Andy's maniacal next door neighbour would have had. Sid. Sid. I bet you were like that as a kid, wouldn't you?
1: What, Sid or Andy?
0: Sid. No, I was, I fucking loved all my toys. You didn't, you burnt them. <laughs> yeah, and you put them all together in some horrible molten l- heap of plastic.
1: Do you know what uh interesting and You poured fa- it
0: across your che- chest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doctor, interesting fact about Toy Story 3. Here we go. The uh, garbage man who takes all the toys to the dump yeah. He's actually Sid. It's the same character. Shut up! Yeah.
0: Gareth, mate. you're lying. I'm telling you. Really? It's a fact. Oh, mate. That's fantastic news, Gareth. Yeah. Thanks. It's alright, mate. Um, there's another sort of fan theory going around that. um, I don't know. Okay. It's something about Andy's mum and Jesse. That she apparently owned Jesse or something. Oh, well, maybe. Because she had the Jesse hat and things like that in Toy Story 1, I think it was, that she gave to Andy. Because Jesse was more of an antique figure, wasn't she? Interesting. Interesting.
1: Love Toy Story.
0: Where's Andy's dad?
1: Where is Andy's dad, Rob?
0: I don't really go into that no. in the film, do they? It's a little bit depressing. But Andy's mum's very sort of, I wouldn't say shy, but she's very meek, isn't she? Is she now? Almost as if she was kept under a horrible rule of her husband.
1: It's getting a bit intense.
0: Because Andy, when when he could hear her screams from next door, Uh he would kind of zone out into this world where his toys came alive. And they were his best friends and he thought that they would protect him from his dad. Okay. So, well, what, have you been playing anything else, Gareth? Doesn't sound like
1: it. <sighs> oh, uh, that was intense. No, no. Uh, although I did make a very, very sensible decision in the Steam on, sale Gareth. of Christmas. Um, I decided it'd be a really, really good idea for me to spend twenty quid on The Elder Scrolls Online.
0: There he goes. When did you decide that? When you were on drug?
1: No, no.
0: <laughs> it was like okay. a week ago
1: when the Steam sale was ending. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get Elder Scrolls Online, even though I played the beta and didn't enjoy it, and played a free weekend of it a few months ago, and didn't enjoy it. Even well, though I know What else fans, could you do? Even though I know I don't enjoy this game, I still spent 20 quid on it, because it was 60% off in the Steam sale.
0: Did you enjoy it?
1: I don't know, I've not played it yet.
0: Oh, fucking hell, well, that seems that we've got to the end of it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Thank you, Gareth. You're welcome. Speak soon!